0: I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello, and welcome to the episode. Today, I am thrilled and honored to introduce you to the wonderful Lara Cozen. Lara is an entrepreneur at heart. She is one of the co-founders of Why Yoga, a successful yoga chain in Canada, and she's also the co-founder of Nectar Juicery. Aside from her brick-and-mortar entrepreneurial ventures, Lara is also a successful online coach working with women one-on-one as well as in her group coaching sessions. And Lara really focuses on two things. She focuses on business strategy and she's so logical and systematic and strategic and I love it. And then on the flip side, she taps into this really, really beautiful, I guess we could say space of vitality and wellness and ease and flow. And I think this comes from her roots as a yoga instructor. I absolutely love talking with Lara because our conversations are always this really, really great mixture of practical, grounded advice and tactical to dos, but from this place of inspiration and wellness and grace. And as you listen to this conversation today, I think you'll know what I mean. I'm excited to share this conversation with you today because this is something that I've been pondering lately. Is it possible to learn our lessons through joy? Or is a lesson only learned if we learn it, quote unquote, the hard way? Now I was actually, I'm like, is this really, are we really onto something? Could this be a thing? And then I actually saw a Super Soul Sunday interview with Oprah and Marianne Williamson talking about learning through joy. And so I thought, okay, we're on to something. I actually saw that video after we recorded this episode which makes me even more excited to share this with you because I do believe we have the opportunity to learn and grow and evolve as human beings from a place of joy. This doesn't diminish or erase the difficult times we go through. And I don't think it's always going to be easy, but I do think that oftentimes we make things a lot more difficult on ourselves than we need to because we're not willing to actually admit something to ourselves or open our eyes and see what's right in front of us. Because it's too uncomfortable, because it's painful, because it will open a can of worms that we're not ready to look at. There are so many reasons why we might continue making decisions and learning our lessons the hard way. And so today's conversation is inviting a new perspective. And there's a lot of pondering and Lara shares this incredible, super, super simple journaling exercise that you can do. Five minutes. I mean, if you want to spend more time, you can, but she shares this super simple exercise. And so I'm really excited for you to listen to this. And I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this episode, because I know this conversation has really inspired me to make decisions differently and to actually see the growth opportunities before they become these really heavy, heavy, life shattering things. So let's head on over to the Glojo and get this conversation started. All right. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast, Lara. I am so excited to have you here today.
1: Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you
0: for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in today. This episode was actually inspired by a conversation that Lara and I had a few weeks ago. Lara is an incredible business coach and I have a wonderful opportunity to coach with her on a regular basis. And what that means is that we have inspiring conversations all the time. And when I was planning out the podcast, it was a no-brainer to have Lara on. And we're going to talk about and dive deep deeper into a conversation that we had a few weeks ago. And this is all based on the premise of, why the hell is it hardwired into us to learn lessons the hard way? It's in our language. It's in mine. I know that I started to actually own this as a, I don't want to say a badge of honor, but it's almost just became a part of my identity. Like, oh, I learned my lessons the hard way. That's just what I do. But no, this episode is the start of a revolution. We can learn things the easy way. What about learning lessons the easy way, the joyful way, the graceful way? This is what we're going to be talking about today. So welcome. I'm so excited to to dive into this topic with you.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, after our conversation, I was, I was thinking, I was like, well, why? Why is it why? not only are we wired to learn through the hard way, but even sometimes, myself included, mm-hmm. I'll learn the hard way, vow to learn through ease, grace, and flow, and then do it all over again. And I was thinking about it, and I, you know, I came across this piece where we're actually wired to learn to filter the world through if we don't train ourselves through what's wrong and what's missing. Mm-hmm. So we wake up and we go, mm. what's wrong and what's missing? What's wrong? And, what's... and it was a survival thing. Like it actually helped us go, okay, well, it's wrong. and It was made, fix it. And so then if we have this constant filter of wrong and missing, we're missing out on going, well, what's good and what is here.
0: I love that.
1: And then what's good and what here, then we can learn through the easy way. But until we step back and go, let me start with like just filtering through a whole different process here, then myself included, we keep on taking the hard road. Yeah. Do you know what? I never actually thought about it like that. Mm -hmm.
0: I wouldn't have thought it was related to what we're talking about today, but it totally is because it's our perspective and our mindset. Um, And if we're constantly focusing on what we don't have or what we need to achieve versus being present and grateful for what we do have in our life, it completely changes the way we approach things. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so I know for me that a lot of the... like Literally, I've learned some hard lessons. I even think back to when I was a teenager. And it was, I think that I took this identity on then. I'm like, oh, I learned the hard way. I get caught for doing this or I get caught for doing that. And I would have friends who would get away with all these things. Side note, I'm happy I got caught doing the things that I shouldn't have been doing because I think it kept me on on the right track. So I'm not complaining that I got caught. But it was as early as my teenage years that I... I started to really take on this identity of like, yeah, I just learned the hard way. Well, and I
1: love what you're saying because the first, so we're talking about identity and yeah. how you filter the world. So if you give yourself a new filter of what's good and what's here and pair that with, I have a new identity of I learned through ease, grace, and flow, or I learned mm-hmm. through the easy way, or even just disconnecting with the old of like, I learned things the hard way, then, then it's actually possible.
0: Yeah. This is like a notable moment. And so it's actually taking a look at our identity and how we connect with this relationship of what are we going to choose? So it's being intentional, I guess you could say.
1: Well, and isn't it beautiful that you know, you're know you modeling this new way of being? Because I think part of the reason why you have that identity, I mm-hmm. had that identity, so many women have the identity, is that up until recently, there haven't been great role models of women in power and business women in power. And even if they were in power, they had to like kill to get there. Yes. And that if anything, we learned that. And so now this whole new approach is like, can we learn through Leanne who's now decided she's going to do it through ease, grace and flow, not sacrifice her family and her health and all the things, but set a new, uh, a new identity for others to be inspired by.
0: Yeah, I love that. Has there been a time in your life when you're like, damn, I really learned that the hard way. Why? <laughs> you know, why, why did I do that?
1: And so I'm so curious. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I have many examples and I actually, to be totally transparent, I, I still have, have examples today. Me too. Because I think this is a process. Like, yes, when I was growing Y Yoga, I slept with my phone like I literally had my phone and slept with it and that was like the commitment I had to pushing and growing and making I was just so involved and then when I left Y yoga and I committed to start nectar yeah you know I committed to do it differently however I ended up bringing those pieces back in again improvement mhm improvement but still I ended up at the end of it starting it I worked two days and only two days and then as if, yeah. A <laughs> startup requires five days, seven days, twenty-four hours. So you learn your lesson again, and I'm still right. learning my lesson. Except there's there's progress. Yeah, there's not progress, right? My commitment coming from Nectar was I ruthlessly choose to set my life up in a way that works.
0: Ruthless. Yeah just be ruthless about it. That reminds me of non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables in a way setting your life up? Okay. So I have a couple of questions that came to mind when you were talking, because I know for me, I always try to track back to figure out where was that point where it was the fork in the road in the situation. And so thinking back to the why yoga and you're sleeping with your phone, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it differently. When you went into Nectar, was there that voice in your head? Was there that part of you that's like, what are you doing? You're doing it again. You shouldn't be doing this. Or when versus the part that's like, you can do it, just keep going, buckle down. Were there these opposing voices or these opposing parts of yourself throughout this process?
1: Well and this is where, you know, like I love that you reference voices because yeah. there were the voices for sure. Yeah. However, because I was more interested in pushing, I didn't yeah. listen. Yeah. And now what's different is I listen to the whispers. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be talking or even screaming anymore because yeah. they were screaming. With neck, they were screaming. Today they're whispers and even asking the question, what is your soul whisper saying and screaming on a consistent basis? Like there's progress. It's easier. I might not be learning through ease, grace, and flow all the time, but a lot of times I am. Yeah. Or more times than before. Yeah. Because the whispers are always there. Yes, they really are. It's there. They're always there. They were there. They were there. They were there. (laughs) I love. And
0: so this is one of the things that I don't know. I think maybe I first heard you talk about it three or four years ago. What is your soul whispering, saying, and screaming? And so. Let's talk a little bit more about this because I do think this could be the trick to really committing to learning our lessons through joy. And I also just want to premise and say, I know that life can be difficult and I know that everything is not always sunshine and roses and lollipops. And I also know that when you're learning your lessons the easy way, there's still the difficult parts in this. So this isn't about just being like pie in the sky totally ungrounded. This is about recognizing our personal patterns Uh with how we operate in our day-to-day life, in business, in life, in love, in all health, and fitness, in all the things. This is about recognizing our personal patterns and figuring out that point where we actually have the conscious choice to choose differently.
1: Well, I love that you say that because we can do hard things, right? Like it's yeah. not it's not avoiding, it's not- yeah, like and Doyle. <laughs> yeah, this I is hard, her. this is easy. I'm always going to pick easy. But if there's an easy path to the doing the hard thing, yeah, well, yeah. And that question, is it? Is you can do these things that are super challenging. You can build the business and you can create the podcast and have, mm-hmm. and what is your soul whispering, saying, and screaming? Yeah, and so
0: share more about where this concept of, what is your soul whispering, saying, and screaming? Like, how did this develop? And how have you used this in your life? Because I know for me, again, I'm just going to premise, the hard lessons on the other side, it was like, Oh, yeah, it was screaming. Maybe it's not the voices in my head, but it was my body screaming at me, or it was, you know, my stomach screaming at me, whatever it is. And so I'm, I love this concept. And yeah, talk, share, share, teach me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this question, I love that you focused on this one because this question is actually like magic for your whole life, not just for business, not just for relationships, but it's all of it. And really the magic starts. When we can listen to that inner whisper. And the reason why the question is designed like it is, is whispering, saying and screaming because the question has you focus in more and more and more, like deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper and deeper into the source, into that inner voice that is always present, that is never unwavering, that is always there, always. And then the how is like, if you can do anything is grab a new new journal. Mm Mm-hmm. Write the question. I love me a journal. <laughs> I know. Not the one I bought a new one on the weekend. <laughs> Grab a new journal, put it by your bedside and write this question every night for 30 days, for 60 days, for 90 days, for a year, every night before you go to bed and create some time and space to answer this question and listen until the pen inspires you to write something. And you always have the answer. Always. I love that. Yeah,
0: that's what I've realized is that So often we make things way more complicated than they need to be. We're always searching outside of us and we're looking to other people. And sometimes that's what we need. And we need to have those conversations to be able to connect into our inner wisdom and that inner voice. Mm -hmm. And so I love conversations, obviously, (laughs) but there really is something to be said for creating that space to connect with yourself and to connect with that inner wisdom that truly lives within all of us.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so I love when, this. Well, and it's amazing because that inner wisdom is there. And often what you said was often we go outward looking for it. And mm-hmm. when we go outward, it's often that back to that search of what's wrong and what's missing. So we go to someone and we're saying we don't know the answer. And then they help us point out what's wrong and what's missing or what's broken. So we go on this mm-hmm. path of like trying to find what's wrong and what's missing. When meanwhile, what's good and what's here is like this inner voice that's saying, do more of this. Listen here, right? Come back this way. Yeah,
0: I know for me, when I've gone through this before, the whispers and the saying and the screaming, it's almost like this is bubbling. And a lot of times if we ignore what's actually bubbling beneath the surface, that's when it turns into the screams. And so if we can actually start to listen and tune into the whispers, it can be the whispers around like, oh yeah, it feels really great when I do this, or you're going down that path again. How does that actually feel? And so there's definitely something to be said for creating the space. How much time does it usually take you to do your whisper saying and screams?
1: Maybe five minutes. And hey, sometimes, I'll, awesome. sometimes I'll get carried away and I'll keep writing yeah. and writing and writing. Yeah. But it's it's and often, you know, there's a time where you don't even need to write the question. You're just internally asking in the middle of the day, what what is oh, that's what mm. it is. And the more you do the question, then the quicker and easier the process becomes. Like once you have the question, then you have to do something about it to avoid Mm -hmm. other things. But the other question to follow up with it is what are you willing to do
0: about it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You've Oh, this is the kicker. (laughs) Honestly, for everyone who's listening right now, this is the kicker. I'm remembering all of the Lara-isms that I've learned. What are you ready to do about it? And what are you willing to do about it? And I think I've been willing to do things, but not ready. Yeah, To do things. And I feel like I've been ready to do things, but not willing (laughs) to do them. And so there's actually a few parts here. It's one, identifying what is actually going to serve our highest purpose and our personal truth in any given moment. And then it's figuring out, okay, now that I know this, what am I ready and willing to do about it? And it's amazing when that aligns. <laughs> it's yeah. really amazing when it all aligns. It it's hasn't all amazing, aligned for me right? in the past,
1: but it's so incredible when it does. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes so what you if... have the awareness, like, you know, I need to change my diet, but you're not willing to do it. I need to break up with the person, but you're not willing to do mm-hmm. it. I need to leave my business, but you're not willing to do anything about it. And then already, like you said, right? It has yeah. to have that actual... If you're not
0: ready and you're not willing... How can we be compassionate and gentle with ourselves in the realization that like, damn, one is like, we're kind of realizing, okay, I'm receiving some information that's actually pretty valuable and I'm not quite ready to do something about it. What then?
1: Yeah. What then? I mean, this is where the practice comes for you, for everyone. And it's, can you be with what is, Mm. you know, if you're not ready, you're not ready. Mm -hmm. You know, if a baby isn't ready to walk, they're not ready to walk. (laughs) And we don't judge and we don't criticize and we don't push them to. I mean, maybe you hold them up and do the thing, but you don't condemn them. So can we offer that grace to ourselves? Like if we're not ready, we're not ready.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We'd be with the moment. Yeah.
0: And that's like a whole nother topic around (laughs) accepting what is. And I know that I've Yeah, this will definitely be another conversation because I'm like, how can you accept without acquiescing all these different things? But I love bringing in the like, okay, so babies and puppies. (laughs) Let's just talk about babies and puppies for a minute because I feel like you can never go wrong with those, especially my ovaries right now are like babies (laughs) and Lara has the cutest. How old is Soraya? Three years old? She's three. She just, said
1: a happy podcast.
0: <laughs> she is the sweetest, cutest. Like she just makes me feel all the feels, but I love this. So for everyone out there, there's going to be times when you're not ready or willing to make the changes and being able to accept yourself and still love yourself anyways, and just honor where you're at. Is a huge piece of the puzzle, and that can be way easier said than done. So, think of how you would treat a baby (laughs) and then puppies.
1: (laughs) Puppies, Can you love yourself like a puppy? Can you love yourself like a baby? And then it becomes, but it's hard. Like, if you have a business goal and you're spending, you're burning money in your business, but you want to achieve the goal and you just hired Mm -hmm. someone, you need to pay them. Like, they're real problems. Yeah. They're real problems when your income's not coming in and you're like, but I want this. And you're no so says, I want this. So it's so much harder. There, there's a challenge in it of surrender beyond. Yeah. And if you go back to the question of what is your soul whisper saying and screaming, you probably have the answer. Yeah. And and the
0: other thing that comes to mind when you were saying that is, you know, whispers are those little things that even if like sometimes we're not ready to take this huge leap of faith or this huge step or to completely like sever ties or to end, end the relationship or end the business. But what's one little thing you can do? And this reminds me of Abraham Hicks. I love Abraham Hicks because they talk about, you can't go from feeling completely depressed and down in the dumps to like, I'm high on life. And so, what's something you can do to feel a little bit better, and that's what's coming to mind here as well. What's one thing you could do to feel a little more aligned or to listen to that voice a little more? and maybe it truly is it's it can be the tiniest little baby step, but that's gonna be the first step in that direction in that new direction that's aligned
1: and um a question to get at what that is could be, yeah, if I was ready, yeah. What would one step be if I was ready? So flirting yeah. with the idea, if I was willing, what was one thing I could do? Right, What's one small thing? And just asking yourself the question, well, I would, you know, have mm-hmm. right. a smoothie into my day, every yeah. day. Okay. I'm not ready to change everything or go crazy, but I have a smoothie every day.
0: Yeah. I love it. If I was, that's another Lara-ism, a Lara trick. <laughs> if I was ready, what would, or if I did know.
1: If I didn't, then the
0: answer yeah.
1: would be, and you're like, oh, I know the answer. Right.
0: And these little steps will actually really lead lead us in the, the direction that's right for each one of us. So the other thing that's coming to mind is going back to learning the lessons the hard way and the easy way. Something else that that came up as we were talking is it is natural. We're going to learn some lessons the hard way, but I think it becomes easier when we actually learn the lessons. And so I don't know about you, but there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, damn, learn that one the hard way. But I didn't. I was on the other side of it. And I recognized that that was a lesson I had to learn. But then I went and I repeated it. And I repeated it again and I repeated it again. So it got harder and harder and harder. And I think that's what's recently happened is that I saw the pattern. I had the awareness. I would make some changes, but not fully. And it's because I wasn't fully learning the lesson. And so lately I've been choosing different and it does seem I'm learning lessons easier, but often it comes with more discomfort in the moment. and But it's better on the other side. So uncomfortable conversations, difficult decisions, but that's a moment in time. And then you do the hard thing. Like you said, we can do hard things. Uh You have the conversation, you make the decision, you take action. And then before you know it, it's half an hour of your life instead of In three years of your life, or 30 days of your life that are absolute hell because you chose to stay in something that wasn't aligned and it continued to eat away at you (laughs) and your life continued to unravel.
1: I hear like self reflecting in there too. Like you do the lesson and you're like, I learned it, and then you can move on and you learn it. And And what if we were to learn the lesson and pause? Right? And Mm. rest and be with and. Acknowledge and say, I'm sorry and those things. But we, me, people generally just seem to like move on to the next thing. You know, like I have a launch or a success in my business and I'm like, Oh, let's open another studio. Oh, let's start another court. Let's move on to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can pause after our mistakes, just like we can pause Mm -hmm. after our successes. Yeah. And that reflection of, and this is where if you do that, even asking that same question. After something that's blown up, mm-hmm. what is my soul whispering, sca- saying, screaming from this experience?
0: Right. Ooh, I've never used it in that way. That's an interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some journaling after this. I know this is another side shoot. I'm like, we need to have so many more conversations <laughs> uh-huh. because I love what you said. I think that so often we, there's the pushing, there's the doing, there's the achieving. And we can do that and still feel good. We can do it and then also not feel great. But it's like when we actually do something, like let's take the time to celebrate. Let's truly take the time to celebrate what we accomplished and celebrate our successes and whether, no matter like how big or how small. Yeah. And so that's a practice that I know i I think I'm actually fairly good at celebrating because I love <laughs> I love right? luxury and and living life, but I know that there's a lot more that I can celebrate, and then also though pausing after we've learned our lesson to make sure we actually learn our lesson, yeah yeah and definitely I've got a question for you, so thinking back to the hardcore launch days like why yoga nectar juicery what is one of the lessons that you learned from that, that you were like, damn, that was the lesson I needed and you've integrated it. Maybe not 100%, but what is one of those like big takeaways?
1: Well, I think I always loved the root. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so going back to the root, the reason why for myself, I would move on to the next thing and to the next thing and mm-hmm. to the next thing. And I, you know, I, I do it less and less, but it's because I was always looking to have my accomplishments mean something about who I was. Mm-hmm. So I needed to prove myself and mm-hmm. I needed to show up and do the work so that I was accepted. Right. So then it was like never filling. Mm-hmm. So then it was always the next thing. But when I learn the lesson of like, I'm whole and complete, I don't need to live through my accomplishment. I don't need to prove myself mm-hmm. through the work that I do. I just need to show up and be the bright light that I am. Yeah. Then it's so much easier to pause after I create something great. Mm-hmm. So you just do yeah. it and you're like, wow. And I can actually see that I've created something great. Oh, that's super great. Versus like, okay, that's great. And what's next? Right. And then how do you apply that? Thank
0: you for sharing. If you're listening out there and you've been nodding your head or raise your hand, I know that a lot of that resonates with me because it's like, okay, the more clients I have, the bigger team I have, I'm going to be happier and more successful and people will view me a certain way and I'll be worthy and all of these bullshit things that actually when I look at when I've been the happiest in my life, <laughs> it, those are not included. Actually, they're really not. I'm actually thinking of a time last year where I had to just like, I was forced to pause and I was just resting a lot more. Like, and I say resting because yes, I was sleeping more, but actually resting where I was just chilling and not, not on my phone, not, not having meetings, not constantly working or being busy. I was resting and I realized I'm a rester. I thrive well when I have a lot of downtime. I was just taking nice long walks. I was more in nature and I had started gardening and I love gardening, um, but I got off track there. Where was I going with this? Well, well let then, me, do you know where
1: I was going with this? I do, I do. And, <laughs> yeah, totally, I do. The rest is the important part. And the beautiful thing in the rest, like I also taught yoga for 20 mm-hmm. years and in yoga practice, there's savasana at the end.
0: Uh-huh. And savasana
1: is where the magic happens. It's where all integration happens. Mm-hmm. It's where all magic. Like I actually think, if you did a whole yoga class and didn't do savasana, you like right might as well not have done. It. You yeah. need that rest. You need that completion part to pause afterwards. Mm, so like you're seeing, you're a rester. I mean, that's integration. That's the part where the roots of the the garden, like they 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 get into the soil. Yeah so they can create the plant so we need the savasana we need the rest we need that to complete the cycle and then when the savasana happens then more magic can come afterwards
0: i love it and i also think when we when we allow ourselves that time to pause and integrate then it is easier to choose differently in the future mm-hmm. And so I know you recently had a a big decision that came up in your life and we talked about it and you can share as little or as much details as you want. But the main thing that I really want to just just jam on with you is you were at the precipice. It was the fork in the road. How (laughs) are you going to learn? Are you going to learn the hard way and repeat the patterns and repeat
1: what was there? Or are you going to learn the easy way? You know the the piece was was I've recently gone through like a health challenge and then I'm feeling better. I'm on the other side mm-hmm. of it, and then I'm like, this is just a note to all of us of like when you get to the other side, be careful of your patterns because mm-hmm. my pattern is to do, go, push more, create, wow. and mm-hmm. that's exactly what I did. I was like, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to work with this person and had all this big, big, big to do. And just before I was about to jump out of the airplane, <laughs> I went, wait a second. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is this a good idea? Like, do I want to do it all over again? Or, you know, what is my soul whispering and saying and screaming? And, you know, I had you to speak me through it because you need someone else to witness you sometimes. Yeah. And what you helped me see was like, I am repeating a pattern of go push more, do, where yeah. I could come from a place of, what would it look like to do this with ease, grace, and flow? Yeah. What would grace do? What would ease do? What would flow do? Mm-hmm. And there is a different way.
0: Yeah. And I think, yeah, thank you for sharing. And I think the one thing that's standing out is when you and I were, were talking, I could feel, <laughs> I could feel what you were feeling. I, w- I was like, how does your body feel right now? What's going on inside? And so can you just share a bit of like what that, Mm -hmm. what the visceral feeling was, whether it was like the physical, mental, emotional, like what were the things that were showing up for you that looking back, you're like,
1: oh yeah, that was a (laughs) no-brainer. Yeah, well, and it's it was a no-brainer. And what I think I've learned too is both can exist at this, two things can exist at the same time. Like I had this knot in my stomach saying like, this is gonna exhaust you, it's gonna overwhelm you. And I also had this thought of like, you're ready, you can do it. Mm -hmm. So both were true. Yeah. And then, so this is where you're getting like conflicting whispers. Right. And what in hindsight is true is the body never lies. Mm -hmm. So one voice was actually coming from my head and from my ego. Yeah. Even if it was good, even it was like, you're strong, you can do this, you're ready. It was this feeling in my body of all those things are true, but it doesn't have to look like this again. Right.
0: Yeah. And I love that because I think there are these opposing things. They can both be true mm-hmm. and we can choose a way that ultimately will fulfill both of them in in these different ways. And so you chose the ease and the grace and... I know what I've witnessed is there's more expansion and there's still, there's the energy and the vibrancy and you're moving forward because you are ready and you're doing the things that you need to do, but you're doing it in a way, you're doing it in a way, I'm missing a word there. You're doing it in a way that isn't exhausting you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, amazing, progress, right? Like, yeah, totally. It still comes up, and it still challenges you. To me, everyone to this, like mm-hmm. you always have to make that choice. Yeah, and what is your soul whispering, saying, and screaming? what could you, like how could I invite grace? And that was. Yeah. Hey, boy.
0: <laughs> I love it. I've appreciated this conversation so much today. Side note, Lara is a huge checklist person. <laughs> She'll have checklists for all these things. And it's amazing to see how it supports her in her business and her life because she's an entrepreneur, a mother of three. She's got all this stuff going on. So that's what came to mind. I'm like, what would the Lara checklist be oh. for making? Well, we'll say
1: making decisions and learning lessons the easy way. Mm, I love it. And, you know, I think what came out of this conversation is what's your filter? Mm. What is the filter, the question that you're asking to filter? Mm -hmm. Um, What is your identity? Who are you being? Yeah. I am being grace. I am being flow. I am being ease. Mm -hmm. You know, we spoke about alignment. Does this align with your highest vitality? Because, you know, you mentioned it, I mentioned it, your body will tell you with dis-ease two separate words, dis and ease. The next one is getting that inner voice really activated. What is your soul whispering, saying and screaming? What are you willing to do about it? Yeah. And then the other question you could even ask at the end of it is like, how could I invite more ease, grace and flow into this experience, into this, yeah. this moment? I love it. Yeah. Thank
0: you so much. And so I'm going to recap that <laughs> for everyone listening. You'll be able to find what she just said in the show notes, because that was so beautiful. And thank you for sharing all of that wisdom. And the other thing too, that I just want to quickly share and riff on, because this was when you, when you were talking, I'm like, Oh, what if there's people listening who are like, screw ease, grace, and flow? Like I'm hustling and it's working. There's going to be different times in our life where we were oh. different energies and different things support us. And so if you're in hustle mode and you're like energized and feeling good and everything's flowing, look at that and you can still... I don't want to say the hustle is wrong, but it's actually about just what's truly tuning in. For me, it's like, yeah, what... It's like when you're in flow. I love just the whole concept of flow when things are magical and they're unfolding. And how can you make the decisions without it being gut-wrenching or difficult or this or that? So... I just wanted to share that because I know Mm -hmm. you and I both go through our hustle modes and we love it. And it works for us in those moments. And then there's times where it's like, wait a minute, that is not the, that is not the way um, to approach this right now. And that's where I think getting in tune with that inner voice is really, really helpful because our inner voice is always going to know.
1: Well, and I love that because, and what I think I've replaced hustle with Mm -hmm. lately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's grace. Oh yeah. And I would use fierce grace over hustle any day because hustle still involves the ego. It's true. It's a good sprint. It gets things done, but there's often casualties. Mm -hmm. But fierce grace is from this like place within that it doesn't, you know, have you ignoring this. It's fierce grace. We still want to create. We're not talking about sitting on the sidelines and taking Mm -hmm. a break and letting the world flow by. We're still at cause. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love it. Amazing. You're, You're wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time to connect with me today and have this conversation. Everyone who's listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in. I will make sure that there are awesome podcast notes from today's episode, because there were so many of those golden juicy nuggets that I know I'm going to want to remember. And I I can see new post-it notes going on my computer <laughs> screen right now. Like, oh yeah, that was a good one. And that was a good one. So thank you so much. And if you are interested in connecting with Lara, you can follow her on Instagram at, at Lara Kozen. And I'll make sure that that's included as well. And you can go to larakozen.com and sign up. She always, she shares a ton of valuable information for business and life and vitality and how to do it all and feel great doing it. So thank you for being you, Lara. And yeah, it was a slice. Thank you.
1: Awesome. I love you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. What a fun,
0: thought-provoking conversation. Let's wrap up today's episode with some glowing nuggets of wisdom. Are you ready? All right. Here are the top four glowing nuggets of wisdom from the interview today. Glowing nugget number one, what perspective are you viewing life from? Are you viewing things through the lens of what's wrong and what's missing? Or are you viewing things from the perspective of what's good and what's right? If it's the former, how can you start to focus on the positive and allow this to shift the way you approach your day-to-day life? Starting your day with a quick gratitude practice can be a great way for you to view things through a positive lens. Glowing nugget number two What is your soul whispering, saying, and screaming? When you learn to tap into the whispers, AKA your internal navigation system or your higher self or your inner voice, you can make decisions that are aligned rather than continuing to go down another track at warp speed until you end up in a universal crash of epic proportions because you weren't willing to see or listen to the signs and the whispers that were there right in front of you all along. Grab a journal and spend five minutes before you go to bed and ask yourself, what is my soul whispering, saying, and screaming? Then see what comes out. If you find yourself staring at a blank page, ask yourself, if I did know the answer, what would it be? then see what flows through. I think you'll be really surprised. Glowing nugget number three. When you hear or receive the message, ask yourself, what am I willing to do about it? And what am I ready to do about it? Sometimes we need to take baby steps and that's okay. Have compassion with yourself and move from a place of ease, flow, and grace. Glowing nugget number four. Make time for Shavasana. In other words, allow time and space for integration to occur. We move through life so quickly, learning, growing, expanding, contracting, twisting, and turning up and down that we often forget to slow down and let the experiences we have settle in. When we skip this valuable and necessary time of integration, we don't fully reap the benefits of the work we've done. This is why the concept of Shavasana at the end of a yoga class is so important. You allow your body to integrate and rest and reset from the work you've just done in class. It's a beautiful space of calm before you get off your mat and get back to your day. And it's an integral part of the practice. So let's practice Shavasana in other areas of our lives. Okay? Okay. I hope you found today's episode inspiring and thought-provoking. I know it's reminded me to keep up with my gratitude practice and to listen to those whispers that are always there before they become the screams. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe or follow the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. If you found this conversation valuable, please feel free to share the love and send it to someone who would benefit from it or find it intriguing. I'd also love to hear from you, so don't be shy. Connect with me on Instagram at Leanne Collal. That's at L-E-A-N-N-E-K-A-L-L-A-L. You can also rate the episode and write a review. It really helps to get this episode in the hands or shall I say the ears of more people. And I love hearing what resonates. Most importantly, thank you. Thank you for being here. I know your time is really valuable and I'm honored that you've chosen to spend it with me. Have a wonderful day and I will see you in the Glojo next week.